A.J. Amendringer joining us here in the Freak Nation, won the Wet Fest at uh, the Charlotte Roble. Hey, but A.J., before I get to that, you know, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm drying off still, so. All right. Yeah. Are, are, are you drying <laughs> off in all that money that you're worth? Yeah, all of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, if that was the case, I'd still be very wet, I guess. <laughs> well, uh, according to uh, CelebrityNetWorth.com, A.J. Allmendinger is worth $18 million. I've seen that, actually. Yeah, I've, 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 uh, I want to know who wrote that up. I want to know where I was hiding it. I must have some offshore accounts in the Cayman Islands that I don't know about. So, um, or maybe my ex-wife took more than I thought. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> oh no! Isn't that weird, man? You've also you're also on uh, datingcelebs.com. The the title is "Who is AJ Allmendinger dating now?" <laughs> well, don't tell don't tell that to my wife, okay? Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I try to keep her off that website just in case. Good. Uh, a very good friend of the Freak Nation, man. We've been doing this twenty years, and I think he's been damn near uh, part of all of it. it Probably started when he was 13, but uh, A.J. Allmendinger here in the Freak Nation. You'll see with the broadcast with NBC and, of course, his big win in, in the rain-soaked Roval in the Xfinity Series. Uh, with a win like that, I, I ask, I got to ask you, why do you, why did you, why do you stop racing? Is it just because you don't have ri- permanent rides? You don't have rides that you want to uh, be a part of? Because to win a race like that with all the circumstances – Proves that, you know, we know that you're a road course badass, but to win in the rain, dude, uh, that's legendary. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, back in, in 2018, it was one of those things where my race team and I, we, we parted ways. And uh, I thought it was, you know, at the time, it's always tough to make change, like when, especially when you don't know what the future holds. So it, it was nerve wracking, scary, but at the same point, somewhat needed just because it wasn't going well. We, we both felt like we needed a change and, and I didn't know at that point what the future held for me. And was very fortunate at that point to first get a call from NBC sports. And they asked me to, to come to the TV side and 2019 was amazing. I got to cover heck. I did broadcast for IndyCar full-time in the IMSA series the weather tech championship uh michelin pilot challenge i did a supercross broadcast uh american flat track so i did a, a lot of stuff uh and and really enjoyed it and then with that college racing matt colleague and chris rice they called me and said if i wanted to run some of the xfinity road course races and and the super speedway stuff and well, they had to talk me into the super speedway stuff. I wasn't really keen about that. That was part of the deal, but um, but you know, at the same point, I'd watched their team build. You know, they're just a, a team that's really in their fifth or sixth year. So I've been watching their team build, and thought I'd like to be a part of that. And it's kind of just spiraled into the best of both worlds. So it wasn't that I chose to stop driving. It just I knew I needed to change at that point. And and right now, I'm just really enjoying both sides of it. I mean, heck. Last night was a perfect example. I got to win the Xfinity race, rush over to the TV studio and cover the uh, IMSA Weather Check Championship at the Roval. So uh, I enjoyed both uh, best, both worlds uh, last night, and I'm still trying to dry my mouth off, as you can hear, as I'm trying to learn how to speak. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm out of words. Okay. I, I had to talk a lot yesterday. 
Yes, we, we get that, uh, how that happens. <laughs> but AJ Allmendinger, we don't want burnout. Your personality is just far too good for motorsports in general. This is a lot, though. You're doing a lot this year when it comes to TV, also Sirius XM and behind the wheel. I mean, no burnout, please. No. And yeah, I mean, that was that was something that was added this year was was part of being Sirius XM doing uh, a show called Brick by Brick with Jack Root and, and covering IndyCar every week. Uh, and, and that partnership somewhat started with Michael Shank and Meyer Shank Racing and, and Jim Meyer. That's a co-owner with uh, Michael Shank. He's the CEO at, at Sirius XM, and I got to know him. And he wanted me to do a show. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's been great. I've been able to really just see what I enjoy life of uh, each week, and it, it's you know, college racing really it makes it a lot of fun. So that that's part of it. When you show up to the racetrack and you know you have fast race cars, you can go out there and, and have fast Chevys and have an opportunity to win a race, that's always enjoyable. And uh, the IMSA stuff, working with Lee Diffie and Calvin Fish and Kevin Lee, Brian Hill this year, uh, you know, in the booth is has been a lot of fun. And then with Jack Root, we did a show last year at, at Carb Day at Indy, and it's turned into a, a full-time uh, a Wednesday show. So, yeah, I mean, it's going well. I'm not going to complain. Kenny, I think you can see now how he is valued at $18 million. We in the media know this. Hey. You know, we, we, we yeah, see this I, is I still, going. I'm still searching that. I don't know. proud of you. <laughs> Do they no, just pick every race I ran? That's what I want to know. Like when Cup used to post the winnings of what the car got that weekend, they're like, yep, that's, <laughs> that's what he earned. Yep, we're taking that. And you're not spending a dime. I mean, that just goes yeah, straight exactly. to the bank and yeah, it's never I, spent. That's all right. <laughs> But AJ, is this your future? Is it potentially going to be media? We saw Clint Boyer making an announcement to come over into TV, into the TV world. We like you on radio and TV. Is this even when you do hang up your fire suit? Is this you? Uh, I mean, I, right now, I don't, I, I don't really want to mess with either world. I'm, I'm having fun doing both. So, uh, you know, on down the line, of, of course, maybe that's. That's something that, you know, at, at some point your racing career has to end, but, you know, I've kind of, I don't want to say been rejuvenated. I just have learned to really enjoy racing again. Uh, and that's, you know, I get to go run Rolex next year again with Shank. I mean, 15 years we've done this together and, and back with the DPI class and the prototypes there with Acura, uh, you know, who knows what, what holds next year for college racing and, running Xfinity again, I promise you I'm going to run some races. How many of those races I run, I don't know. I'd like to run some more and, and definitely working on being back with NBC Sports. So, um, you know, down the line, maybe, but I, I don't really want to make that decision right now. Sweet. AJ Almendinger. This is crazy, dude. I haven't talked to you in a long time. I got a couple of crazy yeah, well, questions for you. What have you been doing? I've, I've been missing you. I've been chasing you, dude. I mean, I, you know, I mean, that we're, we're going to get to the craziness in a minute. But the first thing I want to find out from you is how much of an out-of-body experience was it to run in the dark, in the wet, in the rain, sideways on a track that was too small for all of that? And you still won. That must have been an out-of-body challenge for you. Well, I mean, I'm getting old, but luckily, as I got my eyes tested this year, there's still 2015, and I needed to use all that because by the end of the race, it was pitch dark in the infield, except for the blaring 
jumbotron that they have at Charlotte Motor Speedway, which actually made it worse because it just reflected off the rain. <laughs> and basically in the infield, I was just taking guesses at the times where I was and, and hoping that I made the corner. And man, Chase Briscoe, he, he's done a fantastic job this year. Uh, in the Xfinity series and, and with that 98 car, I mean, he's been the guy to beat consistently with Austin Sendrick and he was doing a fantastic job. So I knew he had a little bit more pace in this race car than I did on outright runs. So the restarts, I had to be aggressive. And by the end of that race, it was just the track was flooded. So we went in turn one and both started sliding and luckily I caught my car. And yeah, I mean, it, it's, there was times I didn't think we should be running. I mean, it was, I mean, you're just basically hydroplaning everywhere, but, uh, once the green flag would fly, fly on the restarts, you just, it was the same for everybody. So you had to go try to do the job. And, uh, that last restart, Chris Rice kept pumping me up. I was complaining a lot on the radio. Honestly, it was, I was not a happy person. So you guys know me. I, I don't ever complain. So it was strange. Um, <laughs> that one time that happened last night, but yeah, so, I mean, it was, it was insane. It was maybe one of the most chaotic races. I kind of actually relate it to 2019 Rolex is kind of similar conditions where it was just monsooning. So, um, happy we came out on top. Is that a race that should have been called? You, seriously, did, did, what, looking at it, it seemed like something that was dangerous. And racing can be a lot of things, but it shouldn't be dangerous. Well, I mean, it, it kind of goes both ways. I thought early in the race we should have at least stopped and, and waited a little bit longer. Uh, I mean, as we saw the weather play out, if, if you watched the IMSA race right after it, it just kept raining. So, the weather unfortunately wasn't going to get better. And I knew that NASCAR knew that I will give them credit. They did a great job at times of trying to do everything they could to get the, the track to stop puddling. And, but that's the problem. Every time we'd have a yellow and you have a pile up, just running around under yellow. I mean, the water is going to accumulate and it's just going to keep puddling. So they did everything they could to try to just in the bad areas, like turn one and turn eight, at least get some of the puddles out. Um, but you know, once we got to the final stage, you've committed that far already. And yeah, for us on the 16 car, we were going just for a win. That's what we were there, there to do. But there were next round playoffs on the line. And my teammate was one of them, Ross Chastain. He's fighting to make the playoffs. And at that point, everybody's played their strategy out. You can't shorten the race with people basing their strategy on going the full length. So once we got in that final stage, I knew we had to finish it. All right. Now this is the wildness. This is the freak part of this quest, uh, this interview. We talked once in the golf cart at Daytona. I was asking you about your music tastes at the time. And you said that you were listening to disturbed and you said it in such a way that it scared me. I wanted to get out of the golf cart. <laughs> so as we, as we celebrate Van Halen tonight, I want to know what kind of music you're listening to now. Are you still listening to disturbed? I mean, that's part of it. My wife and I went to a five finger death punch concert in December. So that was uh that was pretty awesome. They had all kinds of cool bands there, so we did that. I mean, it's just a, it's whatever mood I am. You can go a little rap and, and hip-hop, you know? I mean, we we live in the South, so I don't turn it on a lot, but every now and then you get some country in there. But, yeah, I mean, when, when I want to go get jacked up for a race, you still got to go with, with Five Finger Death Punch, Disturbed, all that. Uh, got to see 
at Indy last year with Mike Shank, Sammy Hagar. It's pretty amazing what that guy can still do. I mean, just he belted it for like two hours straight. So I just like all kinds of music. I don't know. The mood. I don't know, AJ. You listening to country? You gotta, you gotta move. I know. Back I don't see that to, California yeah, boy well, doing I, that. I said it, it's very rare. You know, I get like, I get like when I when I get, go to my my sad place, and you know, you, you listen to country. Like, girlfriends left you, you. You ran over your dog with a pickup truck. You know, I mean, that's that's when I would go to my sad place, just listen to that to a little bit. So it's not all a lot, but you know. Gotta mix it in there every now and then. Yeah, you know, or you listen to, or you get in a race car and drive in the dark in a river and uh, win the race. I mean that that yeah. sounds as bad yeah. as running over your dog with the pickup truck. Well, I mean, I went want? to a dark. I went to a dark place last night. It was just Charlotte Motor Speedway. <laughs> get it? Wow! Did you get that? There's no you know, light. Disturbed. Disturbed. Yeah. All right. A, I mean, I could have, I could have threw in there at the end. I went to a dark place, but I shine bright like a diamond. Mm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> anyway, all right. Shine on, you crazy diamond! Yeah, <laughs> I see he's getting it all. <laughs> I don't, I don't know where the hell to go with this damn thing. I'm screw me trying to get serious. Why get serious? It's AJ Almendinger. Yeah, I, mean, I, with this yeah. Guy. I mean, you guys have a show on serious. I have a show on serious, so we are on serious. Right. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, at a boy. Jokester tonight. Oh, look at that! I'm, I mean, I'm. It's past my bedtime, so look. I mean, look how much I'm right. stepping up here. Do you have to? Uh, do you have to still live in in uh, Charlotte or wherever the hell you live right now? Yeah, he's there. Yeah, my my wife and I we live just outside of Charlotte. My parents actually moved about ten minutes from me uh, oh. four years ago, so I actually I, I love living here. It's it's. I live on a golf course, which is all I need, and it and it works out well. <laughs> What's your handicap? I, no, hold on a second. Crash, you don't know. You know why your parents moved there, right? Because they saw that I'm worth $18 million, obviously. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, when, when, when parents move close to their their uh, their, their children, they're expecting a, oh, a grandbaby. stop it. A grandbaby. That's true. Uh, yep. I mean, we did, just, we did just have a child. Her name is Zena. She's a Frenchie. Uh, we got her. Right. She's a pandemic dog. So, yeah, right. they, got, they got a grand puppy child is that does oh, well that, how does the cat do with xena the, the cat mr tickles they actually do really well with each other i was nervous okay. about tickles yeah mm. so it's it's a happy household here yeah tickles is the og you better take care of that oh, for sure that. yeah he yeah it, and he and he makes sure she knows it <laughs> how happy is uh kyle bush not making the, the next round of playoffs kyle's not happy no mm-hmm. that's <laughs> right he, i but i'll be honest i mean in and I respect Kyle Bush. Like I, I love Kyle Bush because he is who he is. Like there's that's not a, like there's no act there. So, um, and he and he's actually one of the nicest guys. Just tell a quick story. Like before Bristol, my first race this year with College Racing, when they went to during the pandemic, when there was no practice, no qualifying, straight to the race. I was nervous. I never I hadn't been to Bristol in two years, and I'd never been there in an Xfinity car, and I you know, just reached out to Kyle and said, Hey, you know, could you give me any advice? I know, obviously I'm not driving one of Joe Gibbs cars, but you know, and I get it if you can't. And he immediately within five minutes, text me back, like a just list of things of, of how he feels in the car. Or this is what he was, how he drive. I mean, everything, 
that I could read and try to understand before I got in the car. So, uh, you know, Kyle's obviously disappointed. I think he's one of the best we'll ever see, uh, in NASCAR. And I really, I truly believe he actually cares more about his win streak. You know, not, he's won a race, I think what 15 years in a row or trying to win for 15 years in a row. So that's the ultimate goal is for him to get a win and for what we got four races to go. So, yeah, but yeah, definitely not happy. But I think he he was truly somewhat expecting that. Like he's just they just haven't had a good year. So yeah, he's not happy. He's he personifies 2020. I mean, that's just yeah. it's just like okay, defending champ, you're not going to win. Period. That's 2020. Yeah. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Now, before we let you go, there's another Kyle that's been in the conversation. Kyle Larson. You've said that NASCAR. You were praising them for some things. You know, they did all they could do last night. I've been incredibly impressed with NASCAR this year doing so many things, whether it's on the social front or just making changes on the racing side of things that have made the product better. Will Kyle Larson be back in a car next year? And what does NASCAR think about that? I I truly think he should be. I think he will be. Um, There's not a lot of rides open, but. I, I do think that uh, I love Kyle Larson. I mean, just getting racing against him, uh, watching him and, and seeing, especially always, but what are you doing this year? Uh, racing in, in so many different dirt series. I mean, what he did in, in the world of Outlaw late model series, just to jump in that thing, go win the second night out. I mean, the dude is unbelievable. He made a mistake and people have their opinions of whether they want to forgive him for that mistake or they, and everybody's entitled to them. Like it's, we go in uh, an argument discussion on that side of it. But in my mind, he made a mistake. He's paid the price for it. I mean, his life got kind of flipped upside down to a certain degree in the sense of, of how he was living and, and running cup, making great money and then going back full-time dirt racing this year. But he deserves to be in the cup series. Uh, you know, I think NASCAR, has to, and I think they, I'm sure, probably put in place the steps for him to be reinstated when he's ready to be. And I hope he gets back because the the world of NASCAR and and the Cup Series especially needs a talent like that back in it. So uh, whether it's one of the best cars in the series or when it's uh, a car that's there, the, a lower tier team that needs a, a driver to. to kind of carry that car either way Mm. to me. I think he belongs in the series. AJ Allmendinger, always greatness when he rolls in the freak nation. See you out here in Phoenix. I hope so. I think uh, there's actually a chance of me going to Phoenix. I may not be racing, but I think college racing might have me go out there with the team. And so, if so I'll be ready. You know, wear your damn mask, skip Jack. Don't be bringing that nasty stuff from Charlotte. <laughs> didn't you guys have you're in Phoenix, right? Like didn't you have more yeah. COVID cases there? Oh yeah, it's it's a mess here. It's yeah. yeah. It yeah. was this summer and it's getting to be a mess again. It's yeah. crazy. But this well, is it makes it's, you, it's country and western virus in Charlotte and it's just western okay. virus yeah. in oh, country uh, and western. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Well, I mean okay. if it'd make you feel better, anytime I was around Kenny, I'd wear a mask because who knows what he has. So <laughs> Be safe, baby. That's all I care. Be safe. <laughs> so great. All right. Uh, love you, man. Love, love you, guys. Yeah. I miss you. I, ho- I hope right. I get to come to Phoenix and see you. 
<laughs> All right, sweet. Thanks, AJ. All right. <laughs>